This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Get really into your favorite shows and movies all in one place with Flex, a 4K streaming box you get free with Xfinity Internet. Find what you want with your voice on Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, and more. No more jumping in and out of apps. And get Peacock Premium at no additional cost. It's a way better way to watch. Learn more at Xfinity.com Flex. Restrictions apply requires postpaid Xfinity Internet excluding Internet Essentials, one device included. Subscriptions required to access streaming services. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. I'm Brian Goldfinger from Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. We'd like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. Don't drink and drive, don't token drive, and wait till you get to your destination to reply to that text. Visit goldfingerlaw.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Weekly Podcast for the week of December 10th. I'm joined by Zerar, uh, and you know we're here to talk about the Raptors who have collapsed after losing three of the last four games. Zerar, how are you personally handling this tragic stretch of uh, Raptors losses? Well, as an experienced Raptors fan, I never <laughs> get my hopes too high. So there's nothing to crush. Um, I'm not panicking, though. It, it's, it's a few losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a row, I think the root cause of these losses uh, can be attributed to, you know, maybe a couple things. Kyle Lowry's poor play has obviously a lot to do with it. Do you expect Lowry to be this shit for the entire season? No. Um, I think while we're getting into Kyle Lowry, let's get into Kyle Lowry because I got to go in half an hour and play mm-hmm. in my comedy records basketball league. Oh, that's right, that's right. By the way, I am, I am, I am foregoing my warm up by doing this podcast. So. Wow. So if I suck tonight, you know who to blame. A, a true sacrifice. Um, oh, most of the questions, talk, by the way. Most of the questions were Larry. So let's let's just start there. What, what's going on with okay. Kyle Larry? Do you think he's injured? Well, this is the thing, right? This is like this mysterious thing we always have to worry about. Like oh, every God. year, it's like, is this Lowry injured? Is he being streaky? Should mm-hmm. he rest? Should he play on? Is the coach should the coach bench him? Should Lowry be like smart enough to just sit out on his own because it happens year over year? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. The smart thing right now to do is just like we are doing with Kawhi. We're managing his rest really well this season. Why not do it with Lowry, who's older, who's shown that he get he gets injured late on in the season and is never, if ever, he's been 100% for the for the playoffs. He's the guy whose rest we need to manage. So if what we're seeing right now is the symptom of him playing 35 minutes a game or whatever he's doing, maybe we should give him a rest. I don't think Kyle Lowry overnight turns into a shitty player. Mm-hmm. He just he does get winded though. He does get tired though, especially at his age. 
his advanced age he and his is. constant playing 35 plus minutes, it's got to add up. So if I'm if I'm the Raptors staff, just like they have done since preseason, they have had the longer outlook, the big picture view. They manage the rest. Do the same with Lowry. Treat him even in a more sensitive manner than what they're doing with Kawhi, which only makes sense. Now, does even an injured and somewhat in slump uh, Lowry go 0-4 in a Bucks game? Mm-mm. Man, that like that was surprising. I fully expected him to hit that three when Kawhi passed him the ball with like I don't know. It was it was like we were up three. Yep. And he, he got the, the ball on, on the and that that could have ended the game. And it was just a little short, right? And it was it was on target. I've looked at that replay like 10 times already. On short, it was like three inches short, if that, right? And that's fatigue. That's maybe, I don't know what, but now's the time you've identified an issue. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to continue pounding him 35 minutes a game? Or are you going to take a step back and go, you know what? We got DeLon Wright, who can step up and needs minutes. We have Fred Van Vliet, who's coming out of his slump and could use some more minutes. Or do we continue throwing Lowry in for 35 minutes a game in games that don't really matter that much? Okay, here's my question, though. Even if Kyle Lowry's at his best, how good is that in terms of as a secondary score? Because the Raptors are a pretty complete team. They have a lot of great options. They have a couple of small weaknesses. Those are manageable. Every team has weaknesses. But if they don't have a secondary score beyond Kawhi, right? Because we've seen over the course of this season, more and more defenses are keying up, loading up on Kawhi, sending two, three guys, not letting him drive. His distribution is already not that great. In terms of if he sees four bodies, can he consistently get the open shot? He's not like a LeBron-level type of passer. Do You need a secondary score to create and balance the offense in that sense. And so can Kyle, fully healthy, no excuses, you know, no injuries, nothing. Can he be that guy in an important series? Because I think right now what I'm seeing is that Kyle has just kind of, you know, tailed off. And this is a continuation of last year. I think we're forgetting how great fully healthy Kyle is. Okay. A fully healthy Kyle is amazing. Like, go yes. back to the Boston Celtics game. Like, he won us that game at at home against the Celtics. It wasn't Kawhi Leonard. It was Kyle Lowry who hit some massive shots. Or am I thinking of the game after? Um, no, no. Kyle Kyle was huge in that game. He was pretty big. He uh, took a charge too. Yeah. Yeah. He he's huge. So a fully healthy Kyle. I think mm-hmm. I'm sign me up for a fully healthy Kyle. Now, I just don't think we've seen a fully healthy Kyle over the last two or three playoff runs. Mm. And now, is that a matter of just Kyle breaking down or the Raptors not managing his minutes properly? I don't know. I would think it has to do with a bit of both, but I'd say more the latter. Um, We just haven't been careful with that. Now, man, if you're going to tell me, I know yesterday (laughs) during the game, (laughs) literally during the game, uh, like I went on the ESPN trade checker and I just swapped Kyle mm-hmm. for Drew Holiday. Oh my and God, one I was for one, the same guy. And one for one, that trade works out. It gives you a big giant green in trade checkers. And I'm yes. like, <laughs> let's see what we can do there. So, so if if a if if a if a player of Drew's caliber comes along, do I make that deal? Oh, absolutely, in, in a heartbeat. Mm. The question is, would you do a Kyle Lowry, Bradley Beal swap. I don't think that does too much for the Raptors in terms of their playmaking, right? Like, because of the way the team is set up right now, they need a guy who can at least set the table. The issue isn't with Kyle setting. Kyle's doing everything else fine. His defense is fine. His playmaking is great. 
Um, he just isn't scoring. And it's not really his fault necessarily if he can't score, but someone needs to score. But if you take Kyle out of that assessment, like, you know, Fred has just terrible chemistry with in terms of passing with the other guys. And DeLon is having, quite honestly, one of the worst contract years I've seen because he didn't get that extension. And he, he is averaging like four points a game. It's, it's hard to watch him. Um, the the true holiday type of trade is exactly the kind of deal that I would love to see because he's also a two-way point guard and he's also a bit he's a lot bigger than Kyle. We've seen him sort of guard up a couple of positions. Um, the, this is so. This is the thing with my with concern with Kyle. Right? There's a tweet I saw yesterday by Justin Jett. All right, actually a pretty good writer for Def Pen. You should read his work. Um, but Kyle Lowry against teams with fewer than ten losses this season. All right, Milwaukee nine of thirteen shooting, Philly twenty of seven fourteen shooting. Golden State, 10, of, 10 points on 4 of 14 shooting. Denver, 5 points on 1 of 7 shooting. Philly, again, 7 points on 2 of 8 shooting. And Milwaukee, 0 points on 0 of 5 shooting. So he's averaging 8.5 points per game on 27% shooting against the best teams the Raptors have faced thus far. That's a bit of a concern because I think, you know, he's just, where's it, why can't he get to the basket? Or, like, why where's the mid-range game? Remember he used to have that little, like, you know, you know, drive hard and then turn around, pivot, and then hit that little mid-range shot? That used to be money for him, and he doesn't have any of that. Even though the three is not going, where's the rest of the game? It's just, it's confusing. Now, now those stats that you pulled out, yeah. does that hold through last season, too? Or are we just, is, is this correlation causality of, of his larger struggles? Like, is, is he always shit against the good teams? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm only looking at one guy's numbers. I, I gotta, I gotta go back and research. But I mean, I'm not saying Kyle's not capable of playing in big games anymore. I just think that his scoring is, you know, taking a bit of a step off. You know, I, where's the I, I, I'd game? say, I, I'd say, if if you can ship him for a comparable player, mm-hmm. like obviously Drew is a is a is a prime target here. Do it, yeah. but. You know, more likely at 31 million a year over two years, he's not going to find many takers, especially mm-hmm. this year. Maybe next year his contract enters the Jermaine O'Neal realm of um, uh, feasibility. We can get but a Sean Marion. Yeah, uh, you, you you might be able to get something you know that route. But this year, I don't think you're going to find any takers for him. So the best you yeah. can do is just manage him, right? And yeah. the I mean, last year we kind of blamed Dwayne Casey for like mismanaging Kyle in the playoffs, but this year that that excuse is gone. And and maybe Nurse is telling him to rest, and Kyle just stubborn and well, is not listening. That's complete speculation on my part. Well, I was gonna say just to add to that, I have a com- again complete speculation, just purely hypothesizing. But I know Kyle has incentive clauses in his bone in his contract, right? Um, where if he hits a certain amount of games played, he gets uh, a certain amount of extra money. That's not substantially a lot of money, so I wouldn't really risk it personally. But if you're looking for a reason why he might want to log games, just to log games, well, you know that could be one reason. I mean, that's a pretty dumb thing to put in a contract. Uh, or if, <laughs> if that is a thing, just like bring him on for a couple minutes, yeah. you know, at the end of halftime or something, and and get it over with. But I, I mean, I, that can't be the. Mo- I, I just can't imagine that being a motivating factor for a guy who's making 31 million. And I think what's also adding to this whole Kyle Lowry stench right now mm. is his comments to ESPN from a couple of days yes. ago. It like, seemed I, unnecessary. I mean, dude, I mean, the trade happened in what July? Yeah. Like people get over family deaths in that time, <laughs> right? This like, was this a family death about a guy who he gets to see a couple times a year, hang out in the summer, who's getting paid 30 million as well. What are you moaning about? Where has the franchise betrayed you? We've given you a $30 million a year check 
to play for the Raptors. Nobody's betraying anybody. I think mm. you not being responsible with your minutes and playing like shit is the one betraying the team, not the other way around. So I'm really, really tired of that whole narrative and giving interviews with all mopey-eyed that he's missing DeMar DeRozan. You get to see DeMar DeRozan in the summer, man. You can hang out with him. You can, like, build sand castles or whatever the hell you got to do. Yep. But right now is not the time to moan publicly about feeling betrayed by a GM that just handed you $31 million when nobody else was doing that. There's a th- popular theory going around um, that uh, Kyle might be tanking his own performance as a message to Masai. That sounds like bullshit Mess- to me. What's, That's what's the message? Like, what's the message there? I don't know. Just an FU. It, it, it looks. I, I wouldn't really personally do it myself. Well, where did, this where, is a where really did you get dumb that? theory. Is that from Twitter, Will? Because you're on Twitter way too much, man. You gotta I, get. I'm on Twitter way too much. I'm trying to address some of the Twitter There's questions. Nothing we're, good on Twitter, we're, man. Just very little good. It's very it's good career wise. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Maybe we we got to think about it not in terms of Kyle, but in terms of. Um. Maybe we look at some of the other pieces because we agree Kyle's not really movable, right? But you have Kawhi for this one year, and we're seeing how good Kawhi is. You don't want to waste that one year, especially since this year is not just about this year. It's also about keeping Kawhi moving forward. And so I think we can all agree the best chance for the Raptors to keep Kawhi is A, keep him healthy, which they've done that really well. And then B, um, you know, contend. Go as far into the playoffs as you can. Go to the finals. Maybe even take a game or two off the Warriors. At that point, how can Kawhi say no, right? However, um, I don't think this team as constructed because they don't have a secondary score can confidently make it all the way to the finals. So you might have to look at some of the other pieces on the roster and say, you know what, we have JV's contract, we have CJ Miles's contract, we have some young players we can attach to those contracts. Maybe we can go out and get a, a secondary star like you like we're sort of, sort of talking about here. And, you know, if that's the case, who is untouchable on this roster? Because I'm really just looking at um, you know, Pascal, Pascal. OG and you know, Fred, I guess, and Delon as those are, those are the guys. Those are your chips. So which one? You're not wait, touching wait, Pascal. Siakam's a chip. He can be a chip, right? But if you trade Pascal, you got to give someone really good back. I'm not advocating for that. I'm saying Pascal's untouchable. What do? You, what about you? No, no, pa- pa- Pascal's untouchable, man. Okay. What about OG? The, I mean, OG is on the. So you got to look at the little bit of a long-term lens here. Yep. Uh, chances are you're not going to win the title this year. Okay. And you may very well have to start a rebuild. That rebuild will be a lot less painful if you have Siakam and OG on you. Yes. Right? Sure. I mean, you are making that – like if you if you flip OG and Siakam for a – I don't know, man. Pick somebody. And then you'd lose in the finals mm-hmm. and Kawhi leaves. Yeah. You're done. Like you are entering Orlando Magic type rebuild situations. Like we're talking Chicago Bulls here. Yeah. Right? Okay. So I, I don't want to – like I have seen the darkness and the darkness is dark. <laughs> okay. Right? We, we want to keep a little bit of light on. You know? Okay. Just, just a 20-watt just a bulb here. Okay. Let's, well, let's say we keep Siakam. But then okay. OG. Is OG absolutely untouchable in your mind? Like no. if we can get a Drew Holiday, if we could get uh, Bradley Beal, which I, I don't think both of those guys are available – um, but regardless, that level well, Bradley feels available, man. I'm watching this turn it around a little bit, man. Come on, they're gonna turn it around to watch a second round exit. They're gonna face us in the first round again. <laughs> okay, so Bradley, but just to FYI, Bill. I mean, um, yeah, they call you Bill. You are a Bill in a, in a way. To, to, so yeah, Kyle Lowry, Bradley Beal, one for one swap works on ESPN Trade Machine. I don't know what you can do with that information, but it but it does work. Mm. So t- to your question, is OG untouchable? 
No. No, he, he's, he's not untouchable. He's totally touchable. Touch him all over. Man. Okay. All um, right. You just got to... You just gotta get like if you get Kyle plus OG for Drew, would you do it? No, I wouldn't. Ah, man, that's tough. No, I mean, I I don't think I ultimately do it. No. What do you want a pick? Yeah, I, I would like a pick in return. Yeah, I would love one of New Orleans's okay. picks. As man. soon as we enter the discussion that you would do this trade with a pick, that means you're gonna do this trade without a pick too. Oh God, you know, uh, yeah. That's how Masai ended up getting $5 million extra in the and Danny Green for free, basically, in the Kawhi which, trade. Which he's going to pay to Kyle Lowry for meeting his games quota. <laughs> Kyle, man. It's not worth it, Kyle. It's not worth it. Um, okay, one other question that has been posed in the questions here. All right. Well, actually, one of them from our guy Goldfinger, Brian Goldfinger. Mm. Uh, great podcast you did with him, by the way. Go back and oh, listen yeah. in the archives. That was really fun. Good Euro slow car stories. Um, yeah. But does Kyle Lowry make the All-Star team this year? No, hell no. <laughs> Why not? Why? He, he's leading the league in assists. He's probably going to average like 15 points and 10 assists. That's uh, in the West, in the East, it's not, not you know, implausible. Sure. Who cares? Like, it's okay. an all-star game. I mean, I, I don't I, I don't care who can make the all I, I didn't even watch the all-star game, man. When was the last time you saw an all-star game? I have to I, for work, but that's about it. Yeah. The, the last time I saw an all-star game was when it was in Toronto, and I saw that because it was in Toronto. That was a great All-Star weekend. It's too bad it was minus 25 degrees outside. Yeah, I was actually at the arena that day. That, that was the only time I have ever utilized uh, the Raptors Republic press credentials Good. for something. Yeah. Good. Um, okay, the other thing that people wanted to address here is what are your honest assessments of Nick Nurse so far? Dude, Nick Nurse, uh, somebody posted somewhere something mm-hmm. uh, that – you get to see a team, a team's true colors in adversity, okay, and or or anybody's uh, true colors in adversity. And yep. right now, the Raptors are facing that adversity, and they're not handling it well. Okay. Um, if you had to critique Nick Nurse, you would say he's done an amazing job of being a player's coach, mm-hmm. and um, you know, allowing his players to play to their strengths. I think his offense is pretty open. Defensively, his team is motivated. That's something that we always credited Dwayne Casey with of having, you know, a motivated bunch. I think Nick Nurse has done that. Mm. Well, the one criticism is that when this offense, like against the Bucks, needed something, the ball movement just died and it became mm. the Kawhi show. That is one common thread in pretty much all our losses is that in crunch time, we do become very, very one-dimensional. Now, that has something to do with Kyle Lowry being, you know, out of sorts right now. Yeah. But that, but, but that, that, that is a, a bit of a fearful trend if you're, if you're a Raptor fan. However, overall, when, when you see how uh, Kawhi speaks of him, how the players speak of him, uh, the, the way he handles the press, um, the way he answers questions, uh, it, it seems that he's a pretty honest coach who... Yeah. You know, who, who who will tell you enough information? Uh, he he's he's basically open with the fans. I find. I, I think he gives you way more information in media interviews yeah. than other coach usually Definitely. does, which is great from a fan perspective. And if I can extrapolate that, I think I think that's probably his attitude with the players as well. I think the players respect somebody who speaks to them openly and is honest with them. Mm-hmm. Now, how much he does that, obviously nobody knows. Uh, but overall, from a culture perspective, I think he's done well. He's done well to accommodate Kawhi. The players are playing hard. Yeah, the offense is still a bit, uh, bit one-dimensional. So overall, I'd give you know Nick Nurse like a A grade here, man. 
So you're you're saying Nick Nurse the, the way you're if you're describing this person I didn't know who you're talking about that sounds like Dwayne Casey. Sounds like yeah I mean yeah that, that's the one common thread is that is the uh, the one dimensional offense there. Um, Someone but, called but, him but, White Casey the other but, day. But, but, and so, I was so, dying so one thing I'll, I'll counter to that point, Will, is that I think um, Nick Nurse has shown some flexibility using mm-hmm. his lineups way more than Dwayne Casey did. I think his movement of Ibaga to the five, yeah. his recognition that that's where his strength is, has resulted in Ibaka's resurgence. Okay. That's huge credit to him. Uh, the way he's managed uh, Siakam's minutes and his impact is pretty well. I think I, I don't think he just brings him on at the same time at the same place every single game. I yeah, think yeah. he mixes matches really well. He, the same with Fred. I, I don't think it's a predictable pattern of when Fred necessarily plays. Mm-hmm. He plays it by the ear. I think he's way more in tune with in-game um, tactics than than Dwayne Casey, who was classically like a between games guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the common thread is at the end of the day, how well do you perform in clutch? And yeah, there's some similarities there. Um, I would say the only issue I have in terms of his rotations is I I almost want to see Pascal play more. Like this is the player in the Raptors that has the most energy. He's averaging 30 minutes a game already, which is a lot, obviously. Um, and it's a big step up from where he was last year at 20. But I'd almost want to see that number at 34, 35. I don't see why he wouldn't, you know, be one of the top three minutes um uh, players on the team, but these are these are small nip things to nitpick. I think in the in the crunch time, yeah, th- there really are some execution issues. But I also think that again, this goes back to the second score discussion, right? Like when the Bucks basically decided to play uh, Kawhi one on one, you know, in in the in the Bucks game, yeah, Kawhi scored. He he scored really well. He led the Raptors. They made a comeback. They took a three point lead, and then all of a sudden they started trapping him again. They started doubling him again, and it was just a case of can these other guys hit shots? And I think that's where you might need a secondary piece. Um, to generate more uh, in terms of uh, the Raptors upcoming schedule. Are you worried about how they're going to do on this four game road trip? It's not easy. They're on the West coast. They play the Clippers. They play the Warriors. Um, they play the Nuggets, although they're shorthanded. They're down three of their five starters. And then they finish a trip road trip against Portland who's struggling, but still a pretty viable team. Um, are you happy with a two and two stretch here? Oh, I'm ecstatic with a two and two stretch. Man. Ecstatic. Okay. A- a- any, any West Coast swing, no matter against which opponents, you come back 500, you're doing mm. great. Like, you could be p- playing the Kings and, I don't know, name other couple of shitty teams. Like, that would be a decent stretch for you on the West Coast. So, a 2-2 would be amazing. Do I think they go 2-2? Probably not. I think maybe they beat the Nuggets. Uh, the Warriors are going to be a tough customer. The Clippers and Blazers, I mean, those are, you know, pick-ems. Um, but, but overall, man, I'm glad they are going on a West Coast trip in, in, the, in the face of adversity because okay. this will be a, a, a chance break. for the team to kind of kind of show what they're made of, right? So mm-hmm. like, if you had a soft stretch coming up, they might go 4-0, and you might get lulled into a false sense of security again. So this stretch to me is just the right time to go on the road when you are being tested, and we'll see what they're made of. I feel uh, very concerned about Kyle Lowry's current form because uh, he's going to play Patrick Beverly on Tuesday. Not easy. And Patrick Bradley and Avery Bradley, by the way. Just, even if he gets a switch or whatever, it's not going to be easy. Uh, and then, back-to-back, he's playing Steph Curry. All right, not easy, considering he got burned a little by, by Quinn Cook. So, Steph's going to be a bit of a challenge. Um, you know, Jamal Murray is... Whatever, okay, that's a bit of a rest. But it's it's in the altitude in Denver. You know, no one can win in the altitude, as they say. And then, you know, they play... Oxygen's play. tight. Oxygen's tight the there. Oxygen is tight, man. Um, especially for a guy who likes to choke. And then, uh, you know... 
on Sunday, you got you got the Blazers and you got Dame Lillard. So it's not a good time for Kyle to slump. But maybe this, you know, hopefully he can get healthy. Hopefully he can get right. And uh, yeah, because otherwise it's going to be a tough stretch of games. It's going to be a very tough stretch of games. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I think enough Kyle Lowry talk. And I think yeah, yeah. two and two, one and three, whatever. Let's see what the teams are made of. Let's see if they stay competitive. Mm. Uh, if they, I mean, if if they go one and three and that one is the Warriors, would you be happy? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. So let's, let's just, okay. uh, what, it's a schedule, man. The yeah. schedule is a schedule. Let's see how they play. Um, uh, what's there to talk? You want, you want some predictions for this one or what? Uh, yeah, sure. Give me your predictions. You're saying one and three. I'm saying Clippers win, Warriors loss, Trailblazers loss, Nuggets win. Okay, so you're saying two and two. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with one and three. Actually, one? Ah, the, the one is Denver. It's just Denver. I just think they're so shorthanded. But it's not going to be an easy victory either. I think they're going to play close in both Portland and... Uh, actually, you know what? Two and two. I, I think they lose the first two and they win against Portland. I, I, we, we always play Portland really well. I remember last year when we held Portland to like a six-point quarter. Mm-hmm. And like Evan Turner was the only guy who had a bucket because the bench mob was so good. The bench mob this year has been tricky. Do you have an explanation for the bench mob? Uh, I think because it's it's like the downside of uh, Nick Nurse switching the lineups a bit okay. too frequently. Continuity. Sometimes I think continuity might have an impact there. I think last season we saw very little of that. Mm-hmm. So this season, what is the bench mob even? Right, it changes game to game almost. So. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd say that it probably has a big, big thing to do, and that, that was one of the reasons where in the in in the preseason, I was a big fan of continuing to start Ibaka because I wanted to maintain that continuity off the bench, like Siakam off the bench, um, and uh, but you know they didn't do that, but they're benefiting through other ways, obviously. So I, yeah. I think it's just a byproduct of that. Yeah, I mean, given a choice between a good starting unit or a good bench, you want a good starting unit. Yeah. They, um, Circling back. By the way, by the way, can I can yeah. I please? I mean, uh, so so I haven't been on the podcast for a while, but I just yeah. want to say that I might have been the only writer. Oh, I'm not a writer too much anymore. But you still write the only on. dude on Rappers Republic that gave Ibaka a chance. I think everybody That's had true. him like. That's true. This guy sucks. Trade him. I was like, <laughs> oh man, I no, I think Surge is good. I don't think Surge is shit. Surge is alright. No, you're right, man. Serge is, Serge is the comeback player of the year. I don't want to hear about Derrick Rose. I'm I'm, ta- I'm watching Serge Ibaka play every single night, always shoot 50%, play great defense, and, uh, I mean, there might be, be an all-star game for him. I don't know. Like, it's he's actually been that good. I don't want to personally see Serge at all-star game. It's not really entertaining to me. I don't want to see a pick-and-pop jumper. I want to see Eastern Conference LaMarcus Aldridge, but, you know, it is... He's he's been phenomenal. Um, circling back to these two games, then we'll end the podcast here because you got to run after this. Um, we saw the Raptors play um, the Sixers and the Bucks. Between those two teams, which one are you more concerned of in terms of looking forward to a playoff series? Oh, Bucks, dude, easily. And it's Why? not even Giannis. It's not even Giannis. Okay. It is goddamn Lopez. Okay. Like that dude has developed a three uh, yeah. out of the blue. Like he is stepping back. He's like head yeah. faking. And like I think yesterday he hit one from like 30 feet. Yeah, he has Clay Thompson's shooting uh, shot yeah. selection, which is nuts yeah. for a 30 year old. That dude scares the shit out of me, man. Yeah. Because he drags our center all the way out. Mm-hmm. And he can, he can coax them into fouls. Yep. He stretches the defense. Yep. And then Giannis is Giannis, obviously. And then they have all these like like Middleton and, 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 and oh, Ilyasova Brogdon. who are not who I are hate not Brogdon, great. Man. Like, 
who aren't great, but they do enough to stretch yeah. you out. And they're enough that you have to worry about them on the court. Mm-hmm. I think Philly has a couple of guys here and there, which which you still like can kind of forget about, and they won't hurt you. Yeah. Right. And the Bucks just do not have that. And it's uh yeah, it's a, it's that's an easy one in, in favor of the Bucks, man. And I think defensively, they're just more aggressive yes. than Philly. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butler is a guy you can, if you put a good defender on him, and Jimmy Butler is a, is a player who is liable to get coaxed into winning the game all by himself. Yeah, yeah. He's Whereas got the Giannis is not that guy. Giannis, I think, is smart enough and is aware enough to pass it off when he needs to. He knows how to use the players at his disposal, where Jimmy Butler's career has kind of been, yeah, this is my team. I got to win it for them, which which doesn't work in the postseason. Um, okay, then. Well, if you look ahead to a playoff series, Raptors versus Bucks, the rosters being what they are, keep in mind that the Bucks just traded for George Hill um, to complete a nice three-guard rotation of uh, Bledsoe, uh, Brogdon and George Hill, those are three dependable guards who can all play one and all play two and defend, you know, multiple positions um, and shoot threes decently and handle the ball safely. But um, look ahead to Raptors versus Bucks in a seven-game series. Let's say Raptors have home court. Are we taking that? Oh, geez. On current form? Not on current form, just on current rosters. We can assume that Kyle's not going to score zero points. Although... Two games against the Bucks this year have probably been his two worst games. Jesus, man. I mean, I'd hate to like say this, but I, I, I gotta go with the Bucks. Man. Oh man. Okay, is it a Bucks in seven scenarios? Is it a Bucks in six, five? I mean, what's going on here? I, I mean, six. It doesn't matter. I mean, Bucks advance the mm. way the way it is right now. Mm. From what I'm seeing of the Bucks right now, yeah, man, they're a legit team, and they're. They have threats at every position on the court. If yep. you count Brogdon, <laughs> right? Oh, man, I even count Tony Snell. Man, I mean, his history against the Raptors is pretty good. So I, yeah, they, and they, George Hill they picked Thon up. Thon Maker. I mean, they're they're a decent unit, mm-hmm. um, and I think Giannis is the better player than Kawhi. Let's be let's be honest. Yeah, I think overall impact, he's 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 a better player. So I think it would be a bit homerish of me to pick okay. the Raptors right now. Every time I've seen the Bucks, they're an absolute nightmare to score against. Yes, they can afford to switch one to three pretty easily and still hold their own. Uh, their center is a more, you know, current NBA center than JV is. JV tends to struggle against them. Yeah. I I found. Um, and, you know, even like the thing with Lowry, man, is that fine. He's not scoring on his own, but he's not actually playing good defense either. Like Brogdon, yeah. wasn't Brogdon his guy on both the threes? Uh, I mean, they're a bit of a scramble on both ends. But I, I yeah. think Brogdon had a straight line drive where he just drove right at Lowry and Lowry was just kind of too weak. Brogdon's surprisingly strong. He kind of outmuscled Fred Van Bleet for the same deal. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not entirely confident with Lowry versus Brogdon, which I think... You know, bringing a whole bow on this thing. I mean, if you're not confident with your number two guy against Malcolm Progden, it's, it's an issue. You know. And, and and yesterday, I think in the in the RR chat, I, I was like, you know, I was kind of hurt mm-hmm. for that loss, man. We were all hurt. And and um, and then somebody mentioned like like what does Lowry have to average in the postseason? And I'm like, forget averaging. He just got to beat his own matchup. Y- yeah. Like I'm not even sure he can outperform the guy he's playing against right now. 
So, so when you ask me to make a prediction, mm-hmm. I'm basing it based on current form. Okay. Even though you told me to ignore that, but I can't ignore it because that's I'm biased towards it. Sure, sure. We can let it inform. Um, yeah, I think. Okay, so then let me pose it to you this way. Instead, let's say we had um, Bradley Beal or Drew Holiday instead of Kyle, or maybe maybe in addition to Kyle, but instead of having JV and OG and a, and a future pick, then. Going into the series, would you feel better? I think for this particular series, you need a guy like Drew more than you need a guy like JV. Yeah, definitely, JV doesn't right? do anything against Stone Maker. It's it's exactly. very strange. Exactly. So so for something like this, I think I'd I'd feel more confident because we we would have improved defensively. Like I saw uh, Drew against um, the Pistons. Yeah. Uh, I think yesterday or the, or the day before. And I was just like picturing him in a Raptors uniform, man, the great. entire time. He'd be the great. entire time. I think he'd be pretty goddamn solid. I think he's got a decent jumper, very good length, mm-hmm. can defend, can run the break better than Kyle. The three, what does he shoot from three? I mean, I'll look it's it not, up. right? It's not, I don't think it's, um, it's amazing. It's 30% right not, now. But yeah, in last year's playoffs, he just yeah. destroyed Damian Lillard. Like, it wasn't even close. He had like a couple 40 games. He's good. Yeah, but but his three is a problem. And that's the one thing that Kyle always brings or used to bring you is yeah. good three-point <laughs> shooting. And given the Raptors' struggles uh, from three, losing a guy who traditionally shoots around 37 to 40% from three uh-huh. is a pretty big deal. Right? So, so that, that – and right now the Raptors are struggling from three. So it's a yeah. – that's, that's the only downside to, uh, to that deal. Mm. Well, there you go. Zarar, a sobering – approach and a sobering take but also quite measured really because you're still saying the Raptors going two and two on this road trip which I would very much like to see uh good luck you know man yeah what's up ask me ask me in 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 you know two weeks what the prediction is and I might change it I'm just going based on form right now so what I would advise Nick Nurse to do honestly man is to just reduce Kyle's minutes down to 20 down to 2025 give him more nights off Mm -hmm. like he should not be playing on this back-to-back that we have coming up yeah rest on the same night as you rest Kawhi, and just tell people hey listen you know the clippers you want to sign Kawhi leonard too bad he's not even playing on this game it's just too bad you're not playing um and we'll just tank it we'll we'll just tank it and in fact we'll even keep kyle larry out of the game which i'd actually help the raptors in terms of competitiveness if he shoots zero points again but um yeah it's worth it in the long run it really is for sure, for sure, and because realistically, you're not gonna flip Kyle for Drew Holiday or Bradley no. Peel or anybody else. No. So your best, your at the end of the day, your best option is to manage Kyle rather than try to trade him in some like fancy trade. Although, given what Jiri has done in the past, I wouldn't put it past him. I just don't think it's uh, the odds are in favor. I think he could still get Tim Hardaway in a future first from the Knicks right now for Kyle Lowry. <laughs> anyway, you, you probably could, man. You probably could. Um, yeah, follow Zarar. Uh, Corner Sniper on Twitter. Um, and don't follow me. I got nothing going on, man. Ar- Arsenalist. If you like Arsenal. Yeah, if you like Arsenal and you like Arsenal highlights. Arsenal follow Raptors Republic on Twitter. Okay, there you go. There you go. And on Instagram. And on YouTube. It's all It's all, It's all. all happening. Zorar, go, good luck at the game tonight. Say hi to Nick and Barry. And, uh, uh, will do. I will uh, I will channel my inner old Kyle Lowry and, and win us this game, buddy. Okay. I'll give you a report later. All right. Just don't be afraid to shoot open shots, all right? (laughs) Later. All right, peace.
There's no place like home for the holidays or homedepot.com for holiday decor with great low prices on decorations inside and out, like artificial Christmas trees to light up the living room, outside lights and playful inflatables that bring joy to the neighborhood. Order online and you'll even get free delivery. Holiday decorating improved with a wide assortment of holiday decor from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Free standard shipping on most online orders over $45. Some exclusions apply while supplies last. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Get really into your favorite shows and movies all in one place with Flex, a 4K streaming box you get free with Xfinity Internet. Find what you want with your voice on Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, and more. No more jumping in and out of apps. And get Peacock Premium at no additional cost. It's a way better way to watch. Learn more at Xfinity.com Flex. Restrictions apply requires postpaid Xfinity Internet excluding Internet essentials, one device included. Subscriptions required to access streaming services.